You're listening to Take It Personally, a podcast about the personal side of business and the art of standing out. I have had a handful of people reach out in the past couple of weeks interested in a podcast episode about balance, especially as working women, moms, wives, just busy community people. And it's very ironic that I'm recording this episode now because last week, I don't think I probably worked for more than 30 minutes a day if that, because Veda, my daughter Veda, who is two, um, she had what was probably the flu. She was she wasn't like diagnosed or anything, um, because by the time we took her in, she was mostly on the mend. Um, but she was just out of it, and all she wanted to do was cuddle and lay on the couch and nap. It was so sad. And as a mom and as the the parent who, yes, works, but also, you know, works from home and just has more flexibility um, the majority of the year, I was the default parent to be home with her. And honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way. A big part of why I felt compelled to leave my job when I did was because we were just (laughs) buried in the life of having two kids and, you know, things that come up. And so having one parent that has the flexibility to stay home, I'm so thankful that we have that and I'm so thankful that I get to be that parent. However, as a business owner, it's really challenging. I have said before, I love to work. I love my job. I love being busy, um, staying home and playing with my kids is so fun and so great, but it doesn't have the same fulfillment for me, um, at least not for 40 hours a week. I love being with them Um in shorter (laughs) amounts of time. Granted, they're toddlers. It will probably change a little bit as they get older. Right now, it's a lot of like, you know, dirty diapers and so many snacks and all of that, all of those things. Um, But I love to work. And so it's challenging um, playing nurse for a week. And and it's emotional and it's exhausting. And um, it just kind of feels like you don't have control of your life and your work at that moment. So all of that to say, this episode is coming at a very interesting time because last week I had no balance (laughs) at all. I was all family all the time. And again, I would not have had it any other way. I'm so thankful. Um, But I think that that just goes to show, I, I guess what that does is support how I feel about balance. And, um, Honestly, that is to say I don't think it exists, at least not for me and not for the majority of my friends Um, and the people that I know. Balance just doesn't exist for, I think, a lot of women um, who we're, we're constantly, you know, having to choose between work and family and our house and our own sanity and self care. And I heard this phrase probably from a podcast or something um, a while ago, and instead of work-life balance, it was work-life integration, and that resonated so much more with me because it really is all one and the same, and it's just figuring out how to integrate across all of the different themes of your life, right? It's not balance because balance it's never going to actually be balanced like it's never going to be equal there will be weeks that 
are a dumpster fire on the home front. And so you just, you need to be there. And there will be weeks that you need to be more um, present at work or in your personal life or wherever. And I think that the more that we can accept that and the more that we can kind of understand that like that's okay, that's just life. It's not, um, our our life is not um, this like giant cluster and everyone else has it all together. Like this is the case for everyone. This is just a constant ebb and flow. And the more that we can understand that, I think the better it will be during those times that are really heavy in one area of life, instead of feeling that guilt, we can kind of just shake it off and say, okay, this week I am at home. That's the priority. And maybe another week work is that priority. Maybe there's a big launch coming up or a big project that you're working on. Um, Maybe something happens in your personal life, like a death of a loved one or a friend, and like that's the priority at that time. It's all about that integration across all the different parts of your life as opposed to balance. As far as I'm concerned, balance is a four-letter word. Like, I don't like that it, because it's never balanced, at least for me. It's, it's never balanced. So there are a couple of things that um, I've noticed that I have kind of set up in my own life that have helped when it comes to this work-life integration this lack of balance, I guess. Um, So that's what I want to talk about today. And I would be curious to um, what what these things are in your life. Like how do you integrate all the different parts of your life in your life? And so we'll start a conversation in the Facebook group after this episode because I think this is a really important conversation and it's important to understand that like you're not alone. There are, there are weeks that are just absolute pure hell, at least in one area of your life, and everything else kind of has to fall away. And that's just life, and it's okay. So we'll start that conversation in um, Take It Personally podcast on Facebook. After this episode, I will um, I will tease the Facebook group at the end of the episode too, so you don't forget. Um, but a couple of things that I currently do, or I guess that I've... Um, tried to do over the last couple years of growing my business that have really helped when it comes to this integration. Um, One, the first thing that I think I need to mention, because I know that this is not the case for everyone, but it's something that I believe in wholeheartedly, is childcare. My kids are in full-time daycare, and I've tried a couple of different Um, options. After I quit my job, they were in part-time daycare. So they went three times a week. And then by that, and that was summertime. And so then by that winter, I think they were back to full-time. And then the next school year, Simon started preschool. And for those of you who have ever done like the first year of preschool where it's three days a week, but only from 8.30 to 11.30 and it's mostly mom in the car, um, you kind of understand that you have to give and take a little bit with the daycare schedule. And we were trying to figure out um, what worked best for us. Like, can we do this and save a little bit of money or can we do this and save a little bit of sanity? And we chose sanity. (laughs) So the kids are both still in full-time daycare. Um... And then Simon obviously has preschool some of the time as well, um, three days a week. So 
all of that to say, my my kids have gone to daycare since they were three months old. Um, we're expecting baby number three in July, and I'm not sure if that will be the case for this baby or not. I love the idea of keeping a baby home for like the first six months of their life. But I'll be totally honest, Veda was a really hard baby. <laughs> so when she was about six weeks old, I could have taken her to daycare and been okay with it. So it just it just depends. Simon, on the other hand, I think I could have left him home with me his first year of life and he would have just like sat there and cooed. So um, it just, I think it's going to depend on the temperament of the baby and if I can still get some stuff done while still being a mom. Um, integration, right? Um, we'll just kind of see. But all of that to say, daycare. I'm a huge believer in childcare. I know it's not something that everyone can afford. It's definitely a luxury, but in my opinion, it's a really necessary luxury. Um, obviously, there are there are times when it just doesn't work. Um, my cousin just had twins and we were talking the other day and like for her and because of where she lives and everything, it does it makes literally no sense for her to have daycare for her two infants and also work. She would be spending more in daycare. And I understand that that's a very real thing for a lot of families. Um, fortunately, it's not for us because I think of where we live and the daycare that we attend and all of those things. And so we are able to have our kids in full-time daycare. And while it's certainly an expense, um, it's a realistic expense. So I do understand all of those nuances. However, um, for me, it's basically been a non-negotiable. I can't I can't work when my kids are home. I either feel guilty or I'm not getting stuff done or I'm being a crap mom because I'm yelling at them. And anyone who's ever worked with kids home can probably empathize with that. So for, for me, for our family, daycare is a huge godsend. Um, and I am not naive enough to believe that that's not the reason why we're able to do what we do. Um if, our, if my kids were home 24-7 or if they were even home a couple of days a week, this would be so much harder. And I know that because I've done it. <laughs> you know, we tried the part-time thing and it's it's just really, really challenging. Um, I would love to do part-time like this summer. Some You know, summer in the Midwest is a little bit easier than winter in the Midwest when it comes to having kiddos home because we can go to, go outside, go to the pool, go to the park, all of those things. Winter gets to be really long, so it's nice that they have a place to go where they can run around with friends and, um, you know, be active and play without necessarily going outside. But I do love the idea of having them home a little bit more in the summer. So, you know, we kind of take that season by season, I guess. Um, but definitely child care is a huge part of work-life integration for our family. Um, now, last week... Beta was home the whole week because she was sick or the majority of the week. Um, so there are definitely weeks like that, right? But for the most part, childcare, childcare, childcare. And I know that that's a very fortunate thing, but I just want to start with that because I don't want people to think like, how is she getting work done when she's got kids home with her? No, I, I don't have kids home with me. So please understand that. And if you're not in a similar boat, don't compare where you are to what I'm able to do because I don't have kiddos underfoot. It's so different. 
I have tried to do this with my kids home and it just doesn't work. So that's that's a little bit of a level set. <laughs> um, my kids are in childcare full time. We'll get right back to the episode, but I want to take a minute to recognize our sponsor, Profile by Samford. You guys probably already know that I am partnering with Profile this year to make a change in my own health and uh, nutrition, and I'm so excited about this partnership. Profile is a doctor-developed nutrition and lifestyle program that utilizes one-on-one health coaching to help members pursue, attain, and sustain a healthy lifestyle and ideal weight. They even have a program just for expecting and nursing moms, which is what I'll be following for most of the year. This program approaches a healthy lifestyle from all angles. Now, one of the things that's really cool about Profile is they have food. So they actually have food that you can stop into the store and purchase. And while they definitely believe in whole food nutrition and fruits and vegetables and healthy carbs and all of those things, it's so nice that they have some options that are really quick, easy, on-the-go options. Last week, we were in Austin, and I was shooting my first wedding of the year, and the protein bars from Sanford saved me. (laughs) They are so good. Um, My favorite are s'mores and lemon. They have 15 grams of protein in these profile bars. They're incredible. And like so tasty. I'm not a protein bar fan. I'm just not. Like they usually have a very weird aftertaste or a weird texture. These are not that. They are so delicious and they actually keep me full because they have so much protein in them. It's so much better than throwing in a bag of pretzels, which is what I had been doing. They actually keep me full. So if you guys are interested in Profile and in joining me on my health journey, you can use the code MADDIEPASHONG for $100 off your membership. Just head to the show notes at TakeItPersonallyPodcast.com for the code and more information. Now back to the episode. Now that I think about it, the next thing that I'm going to mention is actually kind of similar to the first thing that I mentioned being childcare because it's potentially something that is not feasible for um, a lot of families and I want to, or some families, I want to address the fact that like, I understand that budgets are a real thing. Like I'm not trying to poo-poo that and just blow past it. However, honestly, my life was changed when I started outsourcing things. And you can look at that as childcare. You can look at that as like meal delivery services. Um, I'm going to talk about my cleaning gal who comes every other week. In this next little tip, can I call it a tip? I don't know. Um, So I'm a big fan of outsourcing. And I know know sometimes it's just not financially realistic. Okay, I get that. No problem. However, I also think that in a lot of cases, it is something that can be worked into a budget or into your like family financials. And it's not because people are scared or freaked out or they feel really frivolous and I understand all of those fears however I will tell you my life has been changed changed because being able to free up your time is so much more incredible than holding on to the money that you would have if you didn't have that time freed up. Does that make sense? I feel like it doesn't totally make sense, but hopefully you're still tracking with me. Um, We have a gal who comes and cleans our house every other Thursday. She is a lifesaver. 
I love her. (laughs) She started coming when I went back to work after I had Veda. And she's got four kids, so she totally gets it. The majority of time when she comes to my house, you guys, it is a dumpster fire. Like, there are dirty diapers, there's kids' clothing, there's last night's dinner mess, there's, like, the dog is being psychotic. I mean, it's insane. And she just rolls with it, and we have a really good relationship, and she knows just to treat my house like her house. So she knows she's got about two or three hours and do what you can. Like, that's literally all I ask. And it's my favorite day of the week. Like, every single time she comes, I just come home and everything smells good and it's put away and, like, the laundry is done. I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing. And it's not cheap. I mean, it's not. We've had to budget for it. However, the time that I don't have to spend cleaning bathrooms and I mean we still we still put away toys and like we obviously keep the house picked up and everything in between when she comes but she really does the heavy lifting when it comes to cleaning which means I don't have to which means that when I'm home when I'm working I can just work and I don't know about you but I am one of those people that I just work better when my house is in order. When my house is not in order, it's really hard for me to focus. And I have been like this since I worked outside of my home. Like it's not just when I'm here. If I if I were to go to work um, in an office and I knew that my house was a disaster, I had a really hard time concentrating. It's just hard for me to separate the two, right? Because it's all integrated. It's all connected. And so because I know that like she's got this, I can just focus on my work. And a lot of the time when she's here, I'll just be up in my office working and it kind of makes me work faster like because I know that that time that I have her is really precious and... I want to like speed through and get as much done in in those two or three hours as I can. I don't know. It's just like a mental thing, I suppose. But I have found that in so many parts of my life where I've outsourced, whether it's work or personal, getting that time back is so much more important to me than the money I'm spending to have whatever service done. So again, I know it's not something that everybody can do, but you would probably be shocked at how affordable it can be. And I know you would be shocked at the amount of time you get back that you can use to work on your business, to play with your kids, to go for a walk, to run errands, whatever it might be. Um, Getting that time back is really, really incredible. So Another huge key, I think, to that work-life integration is outsourcing the stuff that you don't love. If you love cleaning your house, and I know people like this, um, then this isn't this doesn't make sense for you, right? I actually really love like tidying. <laughs> I get a lot of um, satisfaction out of just like putting things away and organizing and you know like the basic kind of things but when it comes to scrubbing bathrooms and vacuuming and dusting like no hard pass that's not I do not want to spend my time doing that I want it done but I don't want to spend my time doing that and so being able to outsource things like that and so so I can do the things that I do love and that like when I'm doing them, the time goes super fast and I feel like I'm on fire and like that's how I want my time spent. So honestly, her name is Melanie. <laughs> Melanie is a huge part of how I'm able to 
not balance everything. We're not using that word anymore, but how I'm able to integrate um, rather seamlessly most weeks, not last week. Last week sucked. The final thing that I want to talk about is something that I, there was actually a whole episode on this early on in the podcast. We'll link to it in the show notes. The episode's called How I'm Protecting My Calendar and Sanity. And that has been a huge theme in my life this past year because last year from about, oh, I don't know, September or so through the end of the year, I completely overloaded my calendar. It was terrible. I was so burned out. It was like a burnout that lasted months. Um, it was awful. <laughs> I'm, I'm never doing that again. Um, and yet, usually there's at least like one time period per year where I do that. Like it's just, it's a terrible cycle. So when I put together my goals for the beginning, for, for 2020, one of the things that I did was map out the number of sessions that I was going to take and um, just the goals that I had around it, around like revenue and income and all of that. And so... Because I know that, because I know I only need X amount of sessions per year, per month, whatever, it's been a lot easier for me to keep my calendar clear. And this has provided so much sanity um, in life in general, but also during weeks like last week, the dumpster fire weeks, where like even though it was not ideal to be home and not working, I also, like, I didn't really have anything to reschedule, um, and if I would have, it would have been one thing. So, backing up a little bit, I am trying very hard, and for the most part, sticking to it. Now, granted, it's March, so I'm not naive. Like, this is when it starts getting busier, um, but I'm doing a good job so far of making sure that I only have one shoot per week, um, if they're shorter shoots, sometimes I'll do two per week and try to stack them on the same day. But that's about it. One shoot per week and um, consolidating meetings to about one day. So like there's one day that I leave my house. <laughs> there are probably other days, but one day that I like have to. Um, and just making my weeks a lot more manageable because they weren't last year. It was it was so bad. It was so bad. I don't know how many times I can say that. Um, another thing that I'm doing, I do a little bit of travel, not a ton, but the mastermind that I'm in, we get together about every six months. Um, I recently traveled for a wedding. Um, I like to travel. It's it's fun. And then we have family trips and stuff too. And one of the things that I used to do was like block the week of travel on my calendar. And then the week after, I don't know why I did this. I would just overload it with crap because it was like, oh, I can't work this week because I'm gone. So the week after, we're just going to do all the stuff, like schedule to shoot, schedule the meetings. And so A, I would go on vacation and toward the end of that vacation, I would be stressed out because I saw what was coming on the week ahead and that sucked. And B, I would get home from vacation and oftentimes work myself into like being sick or just totally exhausted completely negating the vacation that I just took because my week after the vacation was so crazy. So we recently got back from Austin for a wedding and purposefully 
I made sure that the week following was really empty. I actually don't think I had anything going on. Again, it's March, so it's a little bit easier to do that than it is in, say, June. Um, but it's something that I'm going to be sticking to because because I didn't have anything going on when Veda got sick, you know, or or if something would have happened at work or whatever, my week was empty. And say nothing would have happened because that's probably what's usually what will usually be the case, right? You get back from vacation and it's just business as usual the next week. Well, then I would be able to like fully dive back into work and get a lot of stuff done or take Monday and like sip a cup of coffee and just ease back into it because I'm still in kind of vacation mode. It just gives you so much more freedom for the week ahead after, you know, to kind of transition back to normal normal life after a trip. So that kind of accidentally happened this last trip because, again, it's March, um, but it was awesome. And so I go to Nashville in the middle of April and I will be doing the exact same thing again because I am a big fan. So making sure that A, my calendar is just not overloaded in general, huge, and B, that my calendar specifically is really light before and after big trips. Um, I didn't mention before, but that's another big one because notoriously, I end up running around like a chicken with my head cut off the day before a flight or the day before we leave because I'm trying to get all the things done because I tried to cram too much into the week before. So it goes both ways. It goes for the week before and it goes for the week after. And honestly, it just comes down to better time management which is probably an episode within itself or an episode for itself because it's something that I definitely need to work on. I'm getting better, but I need to work on it. Um, but it's just better time management. It's just understanding that you can't you can't overload your weeks the way that I was doing. Um, it leads to burnout, it leads to crappy work, and it just leads to not enjoying what you're doing. So that's been, that's been a really big one lately, and I have been pleasantly surprised at how nice it's been to have lighter calendar weeks, so I will definitely be continuing that as well. Thank you so much for listening to Take It Personally. If you're a regular listener, you might already know that some of the best conversations actually happen after the show. Head over to Facebook and search Take It Personally Podcast to join our private Facebook group and join the conversation. We'll also put the link in the show notes. And if you haven't already, would you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? This is the best way to let other people know about the show and help us to keep creating content you love. You can also head to takeitpersonallypodcast.com for all the show notes from today's episode and past episodes. Thanks so much for listening. See you next week.